Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. Friday morning. I think it's Cinco de Mayo today. I tried to put that all in one word, but it didn't work. All right. Uh, look at the weather. Here we go. 75 degrees down on the island in Galveston. A little muggy this morning. You can feel it when you walk out the door. And uh, looking at considerable cloudiness, a stray shower, thunderstorm is possible with a high of 81 today down on the island. A little warmer up here on the high ground, but winds will be south at 10 to 20. That rain chance is about 20%. Tonight, overcast, a stray shower, a thunderstorm is possible with a low of 74. South-southeast winds 10 to 15, and that rain chance tonight about 20, 25%. And tomorrow, cloudy early with partial sunshine expected later in the day. With a high of 81, south-southeast, 10 to 20. And looking at uh, tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions, and there's four of them. We have a high at 6.07 a.m. It's a 1.7, then a low at 11.43 a.m., a 1.2, then a you know a weak high at 2.42 p.m., a 1.3, and then a low at 10.41 p.m., a negative 0.1. So, your best tides are late and early, your strongest currents anyway. Sunrise, 6.34 a.m., sunset, 7.58 p.m., our moon phase, 98%. Might as well call that full. It's bright if you can see through the clouds. All right, looking right now, down at the Galveston North Jetty, it is 14 out of the south-southeast, and uh there at the causeway, it's uh, 10, 10 miles per hour out of the south-southeast. San Luis Pass, pretty much the same. It's 10. Eagle Point, it's 13. And then up at uh, Morgan's Point, far north end of the complex, it is 7 miles per hour. So winds are kind of down this morning again. So that ought to make for some epic fishing. How about that? All right, let's get to the phone lines and uh, see what's up with a hammer down in the Tri-Bay area this morning. Good morning, Glenn. Up and at them. Hey, good morning, sir. How's it going over there? Oh, it's going good. How are you? Doing great, buddy. Doing good. Uh, light winds this morning, seven miles an hour, southeast. So the water's trying to clean up everywhere. I looked this week. Uh, well, one day it looked good, makes that look bad. But uh, our little old shallow bays kind of took a beating here lately, and kind of recoup uh, it's still putting out a few fish here and there uh doable but um let's see uh somehow or another we didn't get it hooked up last uh last sunday morning after i talked to you on last friday i went out and i had a uh, joel and gary with me uh from cca sugarland and uh really really had uh decent action we caught and tagged a twenty-eight and a half inch red just because he had uh, he wanted some he wanted to, he wanted some uh, half shell. So you know nothing wrong with using that tag. You can always. Just I need to give out it. about twenty tags per person per year. And get rid of these bulls, man. <laughs> <laughs> then that's in the herd. Yeah, they're overtaking the world. Twenty per person. Yeah, 
but anyway, so that was last week, and some reason or another, I just wasn't able to hook up with you on Sunday morning. Uh, Sunday morning, uh, we had little difficulties. We had a late, late morning. We didn't go on air till right before five. Well, I was probably probably winding back up and heading to bed by then. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were. That's why I texted you and said, well, hey, yeah. loose, buddy, <laughs> go back to bed. No producer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so so uh, we're we're working and cleaning up the tr- shave ice stand. I think I'm going to sell it. So if anybody's interested in a, a food tra- food trailer, uh, it's in really excellent shape. Uh, just uh, it's just sitting up there on the highway, and I don't have time to do it. Melinda's not really into it, so it's uh, it's probably time for the trailer to move on while it's still worth something to somebody else. We worked on. Uh, we cleaned that property up. It's a commercial piece of property right on the highway, up on Blue Water Highway, and, and uh, we did a lot of maintenance this week and cleaned that baby up and got her looking good. So uh, I have a I have an old boy that wants to come set his barbecue trailer up there and and uh, and uh, try to make some money. And we're going to try him out for a little while and and lease a place out. So we're going through some things right now, but. Other than that, uh, fishing reports, slam to nine. Let's see. Okay, so after I talked to you on Friday morning, um, we went out. We ended up with uh, five trout and two reds. And like I said, we put a tag on one of those reds. Uh, it was just barely over the over the slot. And uh, my next-door neighbor, Captain Brandon, he came in. And he had uh, – so we had, we had five trout and two reds. They had four trout and two reds. And it was, uh, the bite was kind of, kind of, it was there and then it wasn't for both boats. And then uh, it wasn't, you know, I mean, you kind of, you I get them going, <laughs> yeah. you, you get them going and all of a sudden you think, oh boy, here we go. And then all of a sudden they, they just shut down on us. And, and it wasn't uh, that many years ago we said, yeah, we got them going. We caught about 20 or 30, got them going, but yeah. they shut off. <laughs> Now getting them going is just any kind of bite, I guess. It's been been pretty tough. Yeah, that's right. So uh, yeah, Monday on Monday, I took my generator in. I got a sixty five hundred watt Honda. hadn't been in, been sitting out or sitting up under the house under a tarp, and I don't know, just takes a beating in this old weather down here. So they uh, they're gonna put a new carburetor, filters, plugs. Uh, just getting ready for the summer storms, you know. I'm uh, during thing got us out of a bind a couple other times, so it's time to start thinking about that, you know, generators and all uh, your think of your alternatives that you may have down here. Uh, yeah, that's anyway. what I do, you know, do several times a year, keep you know, fire mine up and run them for an hour with nothing you plugged know, into them, just you know, to make keep some good fuel running that. through there and keep that carburetor from sitting up, get some fuel flow, yeah. Through it. Yeah, that's what happened. That carburetor man, got just dumb. stuff sits up. I mean, it's like a boat. Anything you let it sit up and not use it, you're going to have problems with it. And then when you need it, it's not going to work. So right now, well, the time was hurricane season starts June first. You bet it's uh it's going to be like four hundred four hundred and sixty dollars for a new carburetor. Oh my and, goodness! And, and to get everything done, but uh. But it needed it, and there was a little corrosion on where the carburetor connects, and uh, they're going to have to fix that. But they said it's all fixable, so instead of buying a brand new one, man, I'm going to go ahead and put a Band-Aid on this one. This generator hadn't got, I bet we ain't got 20 hours on it. Yeah, we, you know, we, we ain't used it at all. But let's see what else is going on. Yesterday, uh, I had uh, Boots. And his buddy Scooter from Brazoria County, uh, both of them live out there. Well, they live out in Brazoria, not Brazoria County. They're, they live in the town of Brazoria. Right. And uh, they showed up at 7 o'clock in the morning ready to go. So uh, put some bait on, put some shrimp on the boat and uh, headed out to the bays. And and it was a, kind of a pulling teeth bite. It wasn't, it wasn't that great. There wasn't that many throwbacks. There wasn't, you know, a few few little baby reds and a few little baby trout, but it just wasn't. 
I don't know what it was. Our good kids couldn't get the current to go. Current was already done at scene pretty much by the time we got out there. And, and we're sitting on a low, you know, our, our tides. Ever since we got that northwest wind, that, that heck of a 40-something mile an hour wind blow last week, it took that ocean and shoved it away from here, Captain Mickey. And our tides have went low, and they have stayed low. I mean, uh, the little tow heads and stuff sticking out of the sticking out of the bay. You can you can look out across there and just tell we're on a we're on a negative negative tide down here right now. Like man, that's what it was. We we got out there yesterday. You could see the tips of all the shell. It's not really good when it's like that. And it was. It was like I said. It was it was a slow bite. We um, in his uh, boots and scooter and scooter had never tagged a red before. He caught him. He caught a twenty eight and a half also. But we're getting some pretty good sized reds in here. And and then like scooter said, man, I've never tagged one. And I said, well, this is a, a great half shell. You know, we'll do him on a half shell. So we filled the tag out and put. You know, you gotta gotta complete it, punch the dates out and all that stuff, and then on the back of it, write which county the fish was caught in, and take Just it down there where. Tag. Yeah, and take it down wherever you bought your license, and they give you another one, so you get you actually get two bull reds a year. So he uh, he tagged it. They had an eighteen-inch flounder. They had two other reds. One was like twenty-three, and one was like twenty-two. But uh, he had so they ended up with three reds. So we only had one trout. And that was an 18-inch spec with an 18-inch flounder. So a little bit of everything. They had a, a mixture of whiting and croakers. I bet you they had 10 golden croakers in the box. Decent size. Not really not really hand size yet, you know, but they're getting there. And uh, the main thing is they had plenty of bites. And and, uh, and uh, they they had a good time. But anyway, they uh, had a well, I'd like to have a, a cooler full of two-pound croakers. Boy, that'd be no, awesome. Shoot. That's some good meat, though, no matter what size they are. That's a, Best that's eating a fish great, out of our bay in my books. That's a great eating That's a great eating fish. The texture of that meat is so good. And whenever you said potato chip fillets, that's what I tell them, man. That's, and they don't care. Hey, fish is fish. They want a fish fry. You know, add it to them. But let's see. Bay camps are holding bait. Uh, matter of fact, the yellow flags, the croaker flags are flying. So, uh, bay camps are starting yeah, to get Yeah, a lot of people croaker. chunking croaker right now. Already starting to do it. They're and, dragging uh, them, man. Poor, it's coming. Poor, poor trout. <laughs> the poor trout. Lord have mercy. They won't swim by one of those croakers without taking a swipe at it. But, hey, uh, get them all. Get them all. Yeah. <laughs> no, leave us a few of them. Well, anyway, uh, now the bay. Christmas Bay, I haven't been over there. Bastrop, no. I haven't heard very many reports from the San Luis Pass area. I'm sure they're getting a few of them. But the main deal is, is our water just hasn't cleaned up. I mean, we just got to, you know, that southeast wind, we had it a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, the ocean started looking pretty good. Uh, uh, the, the, the Gulf started looking pretty good. Now, man, here we are. We just... Uh, a week or two away of another, some more southeast winds and get a few clean currents coming through here, and it's going to be on like a chicken bone. So uh, that's and, all I have in this area. Well, while I got morning. you on here, what what's the price of a quart of shrimp going for down your way now? What's the going price? I think they're getting $24. And $24 a quart or getting $5 a dozen uh, for your finger mullet and mud minnows. And then uh, on the uh, on the uh, croakers, they're a dollar a piece. Dollar a piece for a croaker. You're gonna pay a dollar a piece for those bull Lord roots, have man. mercy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're if you're that mad at them and you got plenty of money, you can go croaker fishing, man. <laughs> but yeah. oh, I don't know. We we have plenty Price of fun, fishing is going up. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, you know that's right. You know that's right. Oh, well, now I'm I got a tightwad. I'm cheap. I'm fishing with lures, I, man. That's that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's a it's a pain in the butt to have to go to the bay camps and fill your live well, get all that stuff done. It just it's just one extra thing you shouldn't have to do. You know, my I was using my trolling motor. I went to drop it drop it down to use it yesterday. As soon as I turned it on, they go, "You're smoking." I turned it uh -oh. on. I said, "What?" 
they go, you're smoking. And, and the cord had been, uh, you know, this, this, this thing was give, given to me and I rigged a, a piece of SO cord on there just to extend the length of it. And uh, somehow or another, it got pinched. And uh, so I just That'll unplugged it. it real quick. Oh, yeah. I unplugged Putting it real negative quick. Negative and so. positive together. <laughs> yeah. That'll uh, do it every that time. Don't, that, that don't go together too good. No. But, but it's all good down here, Captain Mickey. Now you're an electrician. You ought to be able to handle that real quick. I, I, I think today I'm getting my, my heat, my shrink wrap uh, butt splices, and uh, I'm going to fix it up right because – Whoever Jimmy rigged it last time, buddy, it was, uh, <laughs> and I know who it was. It was me. And, uh, I, you know, what happens is uh, when you deploy, when you pull up your trolling motor and lay it down, a lot of yeah. times the cord gets caught underneath the trolling motor and, uh, pinches it. So yeah, you uh, got to tie wrap it just right. Yeah. Where it, do yep, that, that, where it would get that belly in it. And then when you let it down, it pinches it. Not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Hammer. Somebody wants to call you about coming down to the Tri-Bay area and doing it up. How do they get a hold of you? Well, they can always reach me on my old-timey cell phone at 713-208-0683, buddy. Y'all have a great weekend. Happy Cinco yeah, you say old-timey Ohio. cell phone. Is that a flip phone or something? No, it's just a, oh, okay. just a cell phone. I ain't much right. on internet and or, or twitter or nuts you like better that. get up with the times man <laughs> no 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 i'm kind hey, of if i can do it anybody can do it all right brother yeah. all right buddy See have ya. a good day later all right it's time for a break you're listening to the outdoor show we'll be right back sports radio 610 presents the outdoor show with captain mickey eastman Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning, May the 5th. Well, it's uh, wind still staying down for you guys out there. And uh, the Astros didn't lose last night anyway because they didn't play. But uh, it's picked up a little bit south of us, the wind. It's, it's gradually working its way this way. It's uh, looks like we will pull a little wind this morning. And, uh, still up in the north end of the complex. The farther inland you go, the calmer it gets. But along the coast, it's starting to kick up anywhere from 10 to 13, 17, 14. And the uh, only rain I see is uh, there's a lot of rain that was kind of uh, – over Oklahoma yesterday, and it's sweeping down towards Louisiana this morning. So our friends over there may get uh, get some rain, just what they ordered, <laughs> just what they want. Rain's a lot over there. But anyway, it's, uh, it is what it is. We couldn't get Bob Green this morning, so anybody waiting on a Fayette County report, sorry about that. We're going to go to Tommy Alexander. Maybe he can give us one. He, You know, he does does both, fresh and salt. Tommy Boy Alexander, what's up? What's what's up, Mickey? Not a lot, man. Did you Not see that blow last Saturday in that Conroe tournament? <laughs> oh my God, that was so. That wind. was a, that was probably the worst I've ever. That was definitely the top couple, two or three times I've ever fished in my life. Windy, wise. It was cranking, buddy. Yeah. It was getting it. It was getting it. I mean, it was, man, it was like more than getting <laughs> I, I got out of the studio that morning, and, man, it just blew me down going to my truck. I'm going, man, you're the first person I thought of because I knew you were having to fish in that. Yeah, that tournament, boy, it was bad. It was something else. Well, did uh, you do any good? Did you catch yeah, we good? actually did do good. Yeah. Yeah, we had, uh, what did we have? I don't know. We had 14 pounds, I think. Yeah. And, uh, which was, you know, it was kind of a slow day. I mean, a lot of people didn't do too good, but, uh, I can imagine. Yeah. We had 14 pounds, which we got fifth place. Let's see. What did we get? We got fifth place, big bass. I had a six pounder. Okay. That's good. I had a six pounder that got, got a fifth place, big bass. And I think we got like 10th overall. That ain't bad. Give you an E for effort on that one, brother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you, we fished. 
God, it was like blowing. It, it was as hard as we could ever fish. You know what I'm saying? It was it was very miserable. I mean, you couldn't even even in the even in the, the protected coves. You know what 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 would be the protected cove? You couldn't even <laughs> fish. You know, you had to get in all the way in the very back of them because if you even got halfway out, it was already catch you. No, it was something else. And then they, they trailered it. They let us trailer because of the wind. So I went up and put in close to where I was fishing. Well, I mean, I did think about it, but I didn't think it, I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. The ramp I put in, the wind was blowing right into that ramp. So it was a little bit rough when we put in that morning, but it wasn't too bad. But when we came back, I literally almost sunk the boat trying to load it on the trailer. Good I mean, Lord. it was a full-blown white cap, right? It was like trying to put into the surf. That's what it was like. It was like trying to put in your boat into the surf. I mean, it was it was full white capping right onto the boat ramp. It was, My uh, goodness. It was sketchy, to say the least. But, yeah, we uh, we had 14 pounds. I don't know. We did pretty decent. That one six-pounder was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty good. And you got your five fish? I could I can't complain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that kind of conditions. I my hats off to you for getting five in that. What wanted? How big was the the big sack? Uh, it was pretty like twenty pounds, I think. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, twenty Man. or twenty one pounds, something like that. Yeah. It was a pretty good sack. Somebody had a good bag, and then you know it started dropping from there. Oh, I can imagine. But, and then there was a there was a lot of people. That I don't think I, there was a lot of zeros. I don't think a lot of people weighed in anything. It was a uh, it was sketchy. I say that. I mean, like I said, I I can't even imagine if you'd had to cross the lake. I'm sure someone probably did it, but we were on the protected side the whole day, and it was still terrible. Boy, I'd have wanted a big old bay boat under me and that if I was going to cross the lake. I know. Whoa. Trust me, there, were, there was a couple times I thought about, I wish I had my 25-foot Haney. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, this is the day that I need that. You know, I've seen them guys <laughs> over the years. I've seen video footage of tournaments and and then bass boats. It just It's hard to believe they don't sink them. I know. You know how, you got to know how to run them, man. Keep that nose yeah. up and... Yeah, oh, I tell you, because man, there's no water where for that water to go when you start sticking the nose and filling that cockpit up with water. Man, that's that's a lot of weight, and bad things can happen. Yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta have that build. I mean, it's got all those bass boats have automatic bilges, so they kick on automatically. But uh, you know that sucker will be running. I can tell you that. But you knew, yeah, you have to know how to run. I'd, have, keep that I'd have two of the biggest bilge pumps money could buy inside my <laughs> bass boat. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, they, you just gotta know how to run them. But they actually but see the problem water. is, you know, you got those. I guess they're floor drains in them, huh? Before uh-huh. the back back upper deck compartment, and they go. I mean. I don't even know where they drain out through. I guess through the transom or the sides. No, so you, they all drain into the transom. They go into the bottom of the hull, like and go to the back. Every all the drains and the floor and everything lead yeah. to the back. They just all go to the to the to the back in the in the hull. And that's they where go you into the, the bilge. Yeah, they go into the bilge. Well, they go into the hull. Yeah. Oh. And then no. the bilge. Oh. And then you're, there's no self bell like a, like a bay boat. Oh man, that ain't good. There's nowhere that it drains out like a bay boat does. Okay, it all drains to the bottom of the yeah, boat. Yeah, because they sit so low in the back that your scuppers yeah, you, would be underwater. Uh, it'd anyway. be underwater. Yeah, yeah. Everything drain everything drains into the hull. Well, boy, that's an important have, feature on bass boats. You better have a bilge pump. It works. Yes. I'd have two of them. I really would if well, I had one. I do. Mine's got two. Most of them do. Most of them got two. Well, a lot of them do anyway, but uh, it's a pretty—they're pretty big pumps too. I mean, if it gets full, it'll—it'll it'll squirt out a, a stream 
you know, straight up in the uh, big time stream. It'll, it'll pump. But they're all automatic. I mean, my, all the newer ones are. Mine's automatic. As soon as it gets, it just kicks itself on. But, mm. yeah, you can you can sink them, I would say, easier than you could sink a bay boat, for sure. But Oh, no doubt. But they do have a lot of foam and a lot of flotation in them. I mean, they got, mm-hmm. they're built, those bass boats are built real well. Well, they'd have to be from what I've seen them go through in these tournaments. Yeah, they are. Trust me, I, they are. I've I've been running them now for a while, and they're very what, solid. What bass boat are boat. you running? What brand are you running? I've got a Skeeter. Skeeter? All uh-huh. Right. But, man, Skeeter, Ranger, Phoenix, Bass Cat, all the, you know, major brands, they're all good boats. But I do like my Skeeter. I've had a couple of them. I'm on my second one now, and, and I like them. But yeah, it was a terrible deal. It was terrible fishing, man. It was very miserable. But we just kept kept plugging away, and then I caught that six pounder later in the day, actually. And that's kind of what made our made our stringer, made our bag. You know, mm-hmm. when I caught yeah. it, I knew I knew we would probably we'd be doing all right. But we needed another kicker, you know, to win it. I don't need to catch another one. I needed to call out that one. We had one or two that were barely keepers. Right. What's a keeper on Conroe, 16? Yeah, 16, which is still a pretty good bass. You know, most lakes are 14. Right. Well, Well, that was it. And then I came back to saltwater, and I've been on saltwater all week. But it's been kind of tough. Yeah, I saw you holding up a good one you released. Yeah, yesterday I caught a seven pounder. That's that's, that's sweet. Right. Well, we I didn't catch a lot of fish. In a while. Yeah, it was a good one. We didn't catch a lot of fish though. I mean, it was tough, tough pickings. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I had four people, so I wasn't even fishing. I was letting them fish, and I was just drifting, you know, and letting them fish. And uh, two of them said, "Man, we're going to eat a sandwich." Anyway, they kind of sat down to eat a sandwich, and one of them said, Captain, why don't you fish a little bit? We're going to eat a sandwich. I said, oh, okay. So I grabbed my rod and second cast. I caught a seven-pounder. Mm. I was like, all right, that was good. Yeah, y'all just keep eating. I'll keep fishing. Yeah. <laughs> keep on eating. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good one. She was good. I don't know why she was bleeding. And I don't know why, because the hook was right there in the corner of her mouth. I couldn't figure out why she had some blood coming out. Because yeah, I saw was, that saw that blood on it. She swam yeah. off all right. Oh yeah, she took off hard. I mean, the hook was in the corner of her mouth in her jaw. It wasn't even yeah. anywhere near a gill or anything. I don't know why. It was, I don't know why she was bleeding. Huh. Unless the hook was in the gill and then it came out and then rehooked itself. And rehooked yeah. in the mouth, yeah. I've yeah. seen that happen too. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of because it was hooked perfectly in the side of the jaw, but then it was bleeding. But no, when I put her in the water, I mean, she she took off her out of I mean, she jerked right out of my hand. She hauled butt. Yeah, I'm watching uh, that uh, Louisiana uh, Gulf Coast Billfish Classic this morning. James. When I got to the studio, he texted me and said, hey, man, turn it on CBS Sportsnet, and they're showing all those billfish <clears throat> boats. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah, they yeah. got some good footage. Yeah, it's it's great. That's cool. I forgot about that going on. Yeah, that's going on, man. That's, I'm glad to see those guys getting TV coverage. That's big boy stuff there. Boy, yeah. That's a, man, everybody on that boat, it's a crew. It's a. It's like an assembly line. Everybody's got a job to do. It's pretty cool. When did they start? When did it start? Uh, I think it started, well, it started this week, yesterday maybe. I don't know. But right. uh, they're televising it on CBS Sportsnet. All I know is a Channel 221 on DirecTV. So gotcha. you're up listening to the outdoor show this morning, turn it on, uh, turn it on that and watch some bill fishing. The big boys. The big boys. Yeah. Well, 
what's the weather supposed to? I got a saltwater fish, you know, too. Back again tomorrow. Saturday, Man, Sunday, it's just but. we're just going to have uh, <clears throat> south southeast winds are calling ten to twenty, and but uh, there's rain every day too, isn't there? Well, there's a chance of it. Uh, on radar earlier, I was looking at it. All the rain. There's some building up way down south. I don't know how bad it's going to get before it gets here, if it even get, you know drifts through here. It's moving this way, but there's uh, boy, all that rain that was up in uh, Oklahoma yesterday, it moved down through Arkansas and Louisiana this morning, and uh, it's pretty good, pretty good glob of rain running all the way from Memphis all the way down almost to the coast in Louisiana. So that and that's going east. It's going to miss us. There's a few little showers down around, you know, the border, but nothing major out of it. Yeah, I, was, I know I'm showing like 50, 60, 70 percent, you know, the next three or four days. So Really? All my stuff yeah. showing 20 and 30 tonight and 20 tomorrow. Yeah, see, I looked, well, I looked last night before I went to bed, and yeah, mine was showing 50 and 60 percent every day for like the next four days. Hmm. So I didn't I'm showing where thirty today. You know that's for the coast here. Yeah. And uh, twenty tomorrow. Twenty tomorrow night. Twenty Saturday. So, but warm temperatures. Yeah. Yeah, you, I think you'll feel it when you walk out the door this morning. The humidity came up a lot. It's muggy. Starting to feel like done, summer. Finally done with the cold. I think. I hope. It was called that Saturday morning we were talking, like, you know, in that tournament. Jeez, it was chilly up there in Conroe. <laughs> yeah, with a 30 and 40 mile an hour wind. And it was just it. that little front. I mean, it was like, I don't know, 49, 50 degrees. And it was like <laughs> almost May, you know. I'm thinking, Jesus, in the 40s and it's May. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Huh? I remember back in the 80s, we had a a cold front in May one time. We were already wading wet, and boy, I tell you, we didn't want to get out of the water that morning. It was warmer yeah. in the water than it was in the boat. Boy, we froze. It's still it's still too chilly, in my opinion, to wade wet. I mean, yesterday I was reading 73, 74-degree water temps, so that's a little too chilly for me. Yeah, everything I was finding Wednesday was like 75, 76 everywhere I fished yeah. up here. So we're well, getting close to that eighty degree mark. I was it was seventy three yesterday morning when I first looked at it, but mm. when I came in, it was like seventy four and a half, seventy four point five to seventy five. But well, that's still that's pretty chilly. Yes, Way it is. Wet. All right, buddy. Well, hey, right. I got to run. I'm up on a break, right. and I appreciate you taking my call this morning. If somebody wants to come to Matagorda and hook up with you, Tommy, give them some info, man. Yes, sir. They can uh, look me up on Facebook, or just Tommy Alexander, or they can call me, text me, whatever, leave a message on my phone at 979-709-8242. All right, buddy. Well, Tommy, have a good day, man. Good luck to you. All right. All right. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. it, Ricky. See you. All right. All right. All right. That's Captain Tommy Alexander in Matagorda. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 439 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go down to South Padre. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Brian Barrera, and see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. And you? All righty. Just getting up, moving around for my trip today. Got to work a double, so it's going to be a long one. Got a double. Double head. Yeah, you know how that goes. So. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Leave that for the... You young gladiators, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going on a guided fishing trip out on Falcon Lake next week, so I'm taking two days off for that, So, and i got to pay for it, so I figured I'd make it up at least one day this week, work a double, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. we're going to head up to Falcon, see if we can get lucky. Who are you going to fish with? 
A guy named John Adame, Broken Braid Guide Service. Yeah. He's pretty good. I went with him last time. Caught a nice eight-and-a-half-pounder. It was was pretty cool. You know, people don't realize how many uh, big fish come out of those South Texas lakes like that. They've got some good fishing down there. Big bass. He catches big ones. I follow him on Facebook, and he's always catching big ones. He fishes that Sugar Lake, too, which is just right across the border right there. Right. And uh, that one's really good, too. I see some big pictures from there. Sugar Lake. Yeah. Never even heard of it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. If you look it up, we'll see how it goes. Right. But we did have a good week of fishing, although it was kind of tough. We threw a little bit of live bait this week and made it happen. Right. It was generally tough, but I was snook fishing and juvenile tarpon and other stuff like that. And, uh, we landed a couple little little mini tarpons. We lost quite a few. Landed a few nice snook. A couple of the highlights were uh, maybe two days ago. Right. I found uh, some huge mangrove snapper. Oh, boy. Three days ago, I found some huge mangrove snapper that I just couldn't uh, get them to really eat, but we saw them come out and try to eat. So I was like, all right, tomorrow I'm coming back here with some live baits, you know, and uh, sure enough, came back with live baits, and we started hitting these monster mangroves, and we just couldn't get them to the boat. They were popping us off, and it's like oil rig type deal. Uh, we're throwing, you know, like literally like six, seven inch mullet along the edge of this uh, big oil rig, and they come up from the depths and just smash it. Go running underneath the oil rig. We couldn't land them. We ended up being like where we had to put the rod almost in the water and right. use a trolling motor to kind of yank them out. Man. And finally, we got we got the first one out, and boy, it was a monster. It was like a twenty five inch mangrove snapper. It was six point seven pounds. That's a good it one. Was, uh, it was just a monster mangrove snapper and uh, huge. And guy yes. was super excited. He's going to get a replica mount and stuff. They ate the main one, but they ate it. <laughs> but he's well, yeah, you got to eat it and just get you a fiberglass replica. <laughs> yeah, those things are too tasty. Yeah, uh, they are. So that was very cool. We lost a couple tarpon right next to the boat, caught a couple other fish. That was very neat. And then. Uh, yesterday I was finally, finally got some calm weather yesterday and I ran out to the jetties and man, we just hammered some bull reds and stuff early in the morning. We went out there early in the morning. Tide wasn't too good, but we doubled up on like mega bull reds. I'm talking, (laughs) got them up to the boat. One came off right by the boat. We landed one. It was 42 and a half inches. Goodness. Just a a beast. And, uh, that's a pig. Yeah, I know. We thought there had been a bunch of slot red there, so I dropped down a smaller rod, and then, of course, you hooked that one. You know how it goes. Uh, And then it kind of died off, so we went out to the bay. The bay has been fairly slow for me this week. Mm -hmm. The flats, as far as the trout and the redfish, we're catching a few here there, surviving, but I've had a couple of really tough days. Uh, We went out, and it was really tough out in the flats, you know, trying to catch red. There was zero wind to do any drifting or anything. The tide's low. You can't troll a motor around too much. So right. you know, we went to the, the channel and just started uh, cruising the trolling motor along the edge of the channel, uh, casting and catching some pretty nice trout doing that. So we ended up with a few nice trout, and then we went back to the jetty for the, with the tide change, and uh, it was just a smash fest. We were just every drop <laughs> just getting a big old bull red, you know, double hookups, trying to take pictures of two reds, the rod in the back's going off. I'm um, trying hmm. to take pictures of the other two, you know, it was just, we must, uh, you know, caught That's eight or nine. That's a good problem to have there, bud. Customers yeah. love that. Yeah. They're worn out. We must have caught eight or nine bull reds that were like 32, 33-inch type fish, you know. Real fat yeah. jetty style reds. You know, they're really fat at the jetties. And uh, when we came in, we came in. It was a nice long day. It was seven-hour day. By then, all of us were whooped. So Man. now I've got a double today. We're going to try to repeat what happens well that's good that is good it's been good it's been good went turkey hunting unsuccessfully last weekend after i talked to you said i was gonna go yeah it was uh, last weekend wasn't it yes sir i yeah. didn't uh get any shots at any close enough um my girlfriend shot one a really nice 10 inch yeah i saw where kelly uh-huh. had a nice bird yeah i saw that picture one. 
That was a good one. Yeah, that was awesome. So I was jealous. Did she call it up? Yep, she called it in. They were gobbling big time in the morning. And uh, she got it, came right out right in front of her. I almost got bit by a rattlesnake. I was, oh, me and her no. were, yeah, me and her were hunting day one, sitting on the floor on the, on the ground blind. And yeah. I'm sitting on this floor chair, turkey chair. And all of a sudden I'm seeing these tarantula hawks fly around me. And I'm like, geez, freaking tarantula hawk, you know? And it lands on the dirt, like, you know, like eight feet from me and just starts slowly walking at me. I'm just sitting there eyeballing it. <laughs> and eyeballing it as it's, as it's like crawling closer to me. And then all of a sudden I look and I see in between me and the tarantula hawks, it's like a baby two foot rattlesnake, like literally a foot from my, where I'm sitting right that next to me. That is crazy. I, yeah. I got I up. I can't believe you didn't get bit. I can't believe I didn't either. It must have crawled right up next to my leg because it was just outside of my, from like underneath my seat where like, it was literally like a foot and a half away from my seat. I'll send you pictures of my seat from, from where I killed it. I jumped out of the blind. We were here at turkey gobbles. I was like, screw those turkeys. This hunt's over. Boom. Blew that I don't blame you. Head off. Shot that thing's head off, you know. And, uh, Boy. and uh, it was pretty uncomfortable to hunt for the rest of the day there. So we had my, my girlfriend was freaked out. So she was hunting out of the ATV, you know, out of the little four by six range thing for this time. Yeah. I, had to, I had to so every morning i had to go wrap a big old 24 foot burlap around the thing you know because she was like i am not sitting on the floor for the rest of the freaking weekend you know? no man them buzzworms they're nasty this time of year you just don't know and there they was just, a little uh, two-footer too that don't matter that two-footer will hurt you as bad as a six-footer yeah those are, i figured those are the ones i hear that those are the ones that are worse that can't control their venom or whatever they're saying so right yeah, so, and they're harder to spot, you know. I'll send you the pictures as soon as we hang up. It's the oh, main camouflage it was right next to where my seat is. And my seat is only like four inches above the ground, you know. It's a little turkey chair. He was. He must have been under that seat, huh? He must have crawled up to be in my, next to my warm leg or something. And then as I was moving around, it kind of slithered off. That's what I'm thinking, because it wasn't curled up in a ball. It was straight, like if it was moving. Yeah, he was was moving, yeah. Sitting completely still, you know, when it was doing that. So I completely freaked out. Boy, that's a bad thing about them ground blinds, man. Yeah, right next to my fishing arm, too. Boy, I'd put you out of commission for a while. Them snake bites and rattlesnake bites and... Some people react different than others to them, but they're not good. It's bad news. Either way, uh, bad news. But anyways, we got lucky. We lucked out. So season's over. Got to be a lot more uh, cautious next year. You know, sometimes you'll catch yourself slipping when you're turkey hunting and it's freaking 95 degrees out there. You want to go out in your tennis shoes and basketball shorts or something and hunt in the ground blind. You know, you just can't do it. No. No, you got to put them snake boots on, man. You got to have them. But in your case, you were so low to the ground right there, you could have got hit in the arm or the wrist or the hip. I cheat by that thing, yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Yep. Those, uh, and those buzzworms are nasty. There's been a lot of them this year. I, I'm Blaine down at his place there in Hebronville. I, I've, I've never seen him kill as many snakes as they did this year. They weren't even looking for them. They're just, you know, they're just there. But, you know, where you have a lot of birds, there's always a lot of snakes. You know, you got a lot of coil and, and different birds. that Those snakes are prevalent big time. Yeah, and I'm hunting on a quail ranch, you know. I'm turkey hunting on a quail ranch. Right. That's prime habitat. <laughs> no, nah, it would be good. Blaine no, had a ground we'll blind over at one of his ranches he used to have. He doesn't have that ranch anymore, but it uh, it had one living under the floor of it. Oh, it man. Uh, opened the door and get in there to hunt, and uh, you hear it go off and start buzzing. There's no way I could make a hunt listening to that rattlesnake under that floor buzzing on me all day. No way. I'd have to stick, a, stick underneath there and spook it out or something. It's called dynamite. Just blow the whole blind up with a snake. Oh, yeah. Be you know done what with it. Whole blind on fire. <laughs> Man. Funny. So I've got part of like a. I'm part of like a 
six boat trip today, so we'll see how that goes. I think I'm going to be the oddball that tries to go to the jetty and do some catch a couple of monsters, but it usually either works out good for you or it doesn't work out at all. So the jetty's kind of hit or miss, you know. I'm looking at those pictures you sent me right now. Look, zoom in. I sent you two of them. One far and then one zoomed in. Just to the I left see him right there to the there. left. Yeah. Right by the chair. That's unreal, man. Yep. He's, he's the head in that picture, but. <laughs> well, he don't have a head. That's a good rattlesnake when it's missing the head. Um, yeah. Look how he blends in with that ground cover. Can't even see him. I didn't Can't see he? him until I was sitting there staring at that tarantula hawk crawling at me. And then I just saw the snake out of the like the big corner vision. It was like I was staring at it, but it was like in the bottom half of. My I can't believe eyebrow. you didn't get bit, Brian. I really can't. I don't know what I, I was. Just so I was so scared, freaked out. I hadn't been. I hadn't <laughs> drink a beer. I drink like once a year. And twelve I pack. <laughs> That's a twelve packer. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, right next to your mossy oak chair turkey chair <laughs> man not good yep, yep. yep i'll post it up in the sickos page that way anybody listening can, can see the the picture that remember that about. there was a video floating around two or three years ago where a guy was uh sitting on the ground turkey hunting up against a tree you know with all his camo and all that on and a eastern diamondback crawls up his leg and over it and just i mean he's sitting there still and just uh, i could have never held my composure until that snake remember, crawled so off of him and crawled away yeah. that was nasty yeah. oh boy yeah That'd scary be, stuff and i was yeah. driving and i was paranoid i was i like if i see him on the street i usually try to run him over you know when i'm at the ranch but now I was cruising that little ATV. I was like, I don't want to run. I, I saw two more. I was like, man, I'm scared to run them over. What if I flick that thing with my luck? <laughs> flick that thing, fling it up into the freaking car that I'm in, you know? You know, I, I fished. Uh, I had an afternoon trip with some guys one time, wanted to wade fish East Bay. So I pulled down, put in Tech City Dyke, and we went and waited. And we come in at dark, and uh, – I was uh, I loaded my boat up and everything after I cleaned their fish and everything, and I'm pulling off the dike, and I see a big one, like a five- or six-footer. It had crawled out of the rocks on the channel side of the jetty and was heading to the other side and crossing the road. And when I ran over him, it popped like a balloon. I said, man, how much air did that snake have in him? And uh, I got him with... Uh, Four wheels, two on one side of my boat trailer, and the two driver side tires on my truck. I'm he uh, he had a bad night. I got rid of that one. But you know, people need to need to watch out. You know, fishing those rocks along with Jack Dyke there, those snakes get down in there, and uh, yeah, these are those granite rocks. Boy, I mean, the raccoons live there, so you know, there's a bunch mm. of baby raccoons lingering around there for them snakes to eat. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, over there on Trinity Bay where I'm at up north, we got uh, water moxkins, and they'll be along those bulkheads and piers. And my son and nephew killed a cottonmouth. It was the biggest one I'd ever seen. His head was bigger than my fist, and I got a pretty good paw on me. And uh, wow. that thing was about four and a half feet long and as big around as your wrist or arm. And... uh they were swimming down at the bay, and they saw it up under the pier. And they, I said, why did y'all even mess with it? And they drug it out of there and killed it, brought it home to show it to me. It was a giant. That snake wow. weighed 20 pounds. It was a big one. It would oh have lit them kids up. Dangerous. Yeah. You just got to watch out. It's part of the outdoors, man. We're in, we're in their living room. We're in the brush country down here, that's for sure. Boy, that's – I just uh, – I think about all the, you know, all that migration across the border, all them people walking through that brush country. How many, how many of them are bit by snakes and never make it? That's what we were talking about. I was talking about that with my girlfriend. I was saying, dang, you know how many of these people that go and literally just pass out on the floor at night while they're doing their stuff, you know, trying to cross or whatever. Some of them get bit. And once, imagine just getting bit knowing, like, yeah, I still got like a two-day walk. Yeah. Me. You're done, man. You're done. 
No, you're not going to make it. That's that's a fact, Jack. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure there's a lot of activity down your way, especially now with this. Uh, they say the border's going to be overwhelmed with this Title 42 or whatever it's called going away. I don't know. What a mess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. All right, Hopefully. buddy. Well, hey, if somebody's interested in uh, coming down and fishing with you, you know, all season, you you fish for everything down that way. Whatever's available, you go for it. How do they get a hold of you, Brian? Yes, sir. Uh, quickest and fastest way would be a call or a text, area code 956-755-9413, or you could visit the website, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, buddy. Well, Brian, it's always good talking to you, man. Watch them old rattlesnakes. Good Lord. Thank you got sir. lucky. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I got lucky this time. Yeah, you did. All right, buddy. Well, Thank you. Good talking to you. I'll talk to you next week. Be safe, my friend. Yep. All right, bud. All right. That's Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padre. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 